Welcome everyone to Poke Rogue, a Pokemon trading card game podcast where we talk about the decks that are not being discussed. My name is Nick and with me is my co-host. Welcome guys, it's Austin. <laughs> Today is November 4th, 2021. Let's get into our 15th episode. So what's good, man? Not much, man. Doing no? a lot of driving. Doing a lot of driving? Going where? Going places in life? Nope, because I keep coming back to Memphis every time. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing some driving, man. Yeah. Yeah, military. You play any Pokemon this week? A little bit, a little bit. I played in the Sunday Open with Dark Burbs. Um, not a whole lot of success, success. Just kind of some dead draws, but yeah, happens. Yeah. That's about it, man. What about you? Heard you've, uh, you were some kind of officiant in a fight. Officiant in a... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Breaking up, you know, fights with children flailing their arms and whatnot but yeah i won't go into too much detail okay just in case you know people listen but um besides that did play some pokemon did uh another late night series started off really strong went like four out of five so that was cool but then just had like the same kind of thing you had just you know some dead draws Mm -hmm. where it was like uh, one of them was a, a, a game where i went 30 cards into the deck before i hit an energy you know weird shit like that or one that was playing dark burbs i had no level ball no way to grab drizzile no supporter for 20 cards. It's like no no four drizzle, no level balls, no incense, no supporter. 20 cards in. It's like, how does that shit happen? But you know, it happens. So I still ended up doing well. I think I was 32nd in 190 some. Not bad at all. So, so if this was like a normal tournament where there's like a top cut of 32 at the end, I think that's what they do is a 36. 32. 32, yeah. yeah. Then I went, eight, 16, then I went squeaked in. 64. I did play a, an, a real-life tournament thing. They did one at the local game shop, and I won a useless ETB of celebrations. Oh, man. I hope they're... <laughs> it's going to make some people mad that I said that. <clears throat> it's just sitting over there sealed. Just sitting there. And I won this. I didn't even know like I was going to be playing for something that night. I just came to play. And they're like, okay, it's going to cost more for entry fee tonight because you guys are playing for... a." celebrations etb and i'm like great i kind of wish i was just playing for store credit at the moment maybe you could sell it back to them for store credit (laughs) they're gonna look at their market the market price and give me 40 percent of that or something or 50 percent of market price i mean shit i'm just gonna sell it to someone local at uh like whatever the retail price i didn't even know what the retail price was like when i won this thing Mm -hmm. of celebrations because i didn't buy any product but people were like i want it and they're like Oh wow, you're gonna open it? I'll stick around and watch you open it. I'm like, I'm not opening this thing. There is nothing I can hope to to hit to justify opening this. Damn. It's rough, I know. There's someone out there who's gonna be really mad about that. Cause I'm sure some of our listeners have probably searched for celebrations, but I am in no way a collector. You said you're gonna sell it? Yeah. I'll just end up selling it for whatever retail is and like MSRP or just current. But whatever MSRP is, I guess. Like if I just get an easy you know, easy 50 bucks. I guess I think that's what it actually is. Maybe for a listener will email us. Yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. Someone else who collects maybe will appreciate it, but. All right. Well, now that you're done being a snobby little. <laughs> fucking uh, dick. Let's, let's get, let's get onto it. Man. Let's get rogue. I went rogue. I just had no hope. I really had to let shit go. Had to rise. I went boast till I found my pot of gold. All right, man. What do you got going this week? Okay, so this week I got a deck that's not necessarily like a highly competitive deck. More like the deck you play because you're just in this mood where you want to piss people off. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you're like that. Like sometimes it's not about winning 80% of your matches. Sometimes it's about winning 50% of your matches or 40% of your matches. But when you win, it's about how you win. You know what I'm saying? When I win. I win. <laughs> so what I'm talking about is a deck that I'm going to just call it Rage Quit. That's the name of the deck. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's a great name. And the whole purpose of this deck is going to be to continuously stall your opponent, deny their energy, so they never get to attack you, and you just continuously chip little bits at a time, and then eventually, <clears throat> maybe you'll hit them for 250 and take a knockout. But you're going to keep stopping them. Like, there was a game I played this deck where they never got to attack and they never got the energy set up. And we were like 12 turns in and they never got to attack. They just kept 
losing energy every single turn over and over and over again. And then eventually they quit. They sent me like an angry face and quit. Hmm. So okay. that's the goal of this deck, okay? So what, what it's going to surround is Flapple V. Flapple V Max eventually, but mostly Flapple V and Clefable from... Um, Rebel Clash. Rebel Clash, yeah. yeah. So we got Flapple V, which has this one grass energy attack called Sour Spit. It does 20 damage, and it says that the defending Pokemon's attack will cost two colorless more next turn. Okay, so you're already starting off, and this is actually a good deck for going second. It still works very well, because you get to attack on the first turn, stop them from attacking you, basically. So it's going to cost them two more. And so many Pokemon in the in the meta right now, they're only doing manual attachments. We don't have a lot of like energy acceleration to get around that. So they're just not attacking. And then what you're going to do on top of that is you're going to combine it with a 3-3 line of this Clefable and Clefairy. And the Clefable has the ability Prankish. It says when you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may put an energy attached to your opponent's active Pokemon on top of their deck. So you just get a free energy removal with Prankish. Mm -hmm. So you're going to go ahead and you're going to make their attack cost two more. And you're going to play Clefable when they finally attach. And it's going to go back to the top of their deck. Then you're going to play Scoop Up Net. You're going to do it all. You're going to do it again. And you're going to do your little 20 chip with Flapple V. You're going to chip them for 20. Make them cost two more. <clears throat> get rid of their energy. Make it cost two more. Get rid of their energy. And then to top it off, to make them even more mad, just in case you don't have Clefable, we're going to play four Crushing Hammer. We're going to play two Phantom Waves. And we're going to put Rugged Helmet on Flapple. Rugged Helmet, when they attack you, discard an energy. And they're active Pokemon for attacking you. How many of those you got in there? Two Rugged Helmet. So they're going to hit you. You're going to lose energy. They're going to play energy. You're going to Crushing Hammer or Clefable. Okay. Okay. You're going to chip away 20. Now, okay. the goal, now how are you ever going to knock something out? Okay. Well, meanwhile, you're manually attaching one energy at a time to your Flapple mm -hmm. until mm -hmm. eventually you get three energy and you evolve into a Flapple VMAX, which has an attack for one grass and two colorless called G-Max Rolling, that does 250 damage minus however many damage counters are currently on you. So if they've never attacked you, mm -hmm. you are presumably just hitting them for 250 over and over again for the rest of the game, basically, because there's no downfall to this attack. Yeah, not really. I mean, not unless they do like a zigzagoon or a quick shooting. Yeah. But... And in a perfect world, what's happened is you've chipped them two or three times, maybe. Yeah, maybe so you got like 60 four. on them. Yeah. yeah, with Flapple V. Then you hit them for the 250, and now you're set up for the rest of the game just doing 250. So that is the win condition, but often it doesn't even get to that part because they get so frustrated with you continuously removing their energy that they just give up. And uh, now someone's That they just give up? What's, what's the name of the deck, man? It's called rage just, quit, they man. Rage they just quit. rage okay. quit. That's it. And to make it harder, because someone's gonna <clears> want be someone's gonna be like, well, they could just, you know, pay the manual retreat or whatever and get out of it. Because it's only the defending Pokemon that you've taken the energy from. Or, or increase the damage. Sorry, increase the energy cost. Sure, sure. So you play Galar Mine on top of it so that they can't easily retreat. That they're gonna have to play a switch to even reset it. And even if they reset it, you're still playing. Clefable, and you're still playing Crushing Hammer. Yeah, they're not going to be able to accelerate enough unless they have like a Houndoom line. Yeah, there's got to be something crazy going on. And I've actually played that deck and beat Single Strike simply by the fact that I was playing the fans. Mm -hmm. I was increasing their cost. And that that deck, Single Strike with Houndoom, only plays usually one Switch, sometimes two. I've never seen them play more than two Switch in Single Strike Urshifu. Mm -hmm. So not a lot of switching options. It's pretty pretty fun weak cool. to you. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty, pretty cool concept. It is rogue as hell, man, because I don't know, man. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was thinking, oh, yeah, Clefable, because it just puts it on top of their deck, right? That yeah. energy. I'm sitting there like, man, if only Clefable discarded that energy, mm. you could beat uh, Dragapult so easily, seeing that they have eight energy, mm -hmm. and you just, you just got to do it a couple times. If they prize a couple, they're just done. So, but... Still, I mean, if you get some good crushing hammers, I wonder if there's other means to just get rid of that energy, like just discard it. Here's the thing with Dragapult, though. Dragapult also doesn't play much Switch. 
if at all. Okay. Dragapult never plays more than one switch card, which means that if the Dragapult's in the active and you increase their cost by two, they're just not going to get out of it. They're stuck until you kill it. I've played Dragapult where they quit before I won mm -hmm. because they couldn't attack because I played Phantom Wave to get rid of their heart energy to the bottom. And then they could never attack because they couldn't get out of the active. Yeah. And then I slowly chipped, could knock out the active. And once you get that one knocked out, like it's done because you're hitting for 250, you know, like you're in a good spot. Just and to then, just steamroll right through their asses. Yeah, and you continue to remove their energy. Because yeah. you can play a turn. And I I play three Clefairy, three Clefable, and I play, uh, I think, three Scoop-Up Nets. So there are turns where it's like I get rid of two or three energy in a single turn. Like they finally get it set up where they're yep. about to do it, and then you just go like energy gone, energy gone, crushing hammer, energy gone. Okay, okay. And that's it, man. It's just a trolley-ass deck. Trolley-ass deck. What's, what is the engine behind it? Like, what are your... To get my your, energy? Yeah, your energy. And looks like you got, like, a... What's your boss line? Is that... Am I seeing two there? Yeah, we got two bosses. Um, we do have a pal pad to get some back at the end. We got an interesting little thing to get the energy faster. We do play Melanie. Yeah. So we got a split of water and leaf and uh, grass energy. And that's just because, like, we're going to get a cup of water in that discard... And then use the Melanie to instantly set up that 250 attack. So it is possible that we could just hit him with, if we go first, for example, we could hit him with the Flapple V maybe, but maybe not even have to do it. Like if we go first, we might just do a Grass Attachment and then next turn do Melanie Grass Attachment into the VMAX and hit him for 250 right away. So you can play, you can be super trolly if you want. Yeah. Or, or you could take a one shot or, knockout. Or if you see the opportunity to actually win, you would just. Yeah. Okay. You could play it like if you go first, you technically could hit him like an Ice Rider Calyrex. It's possible. <clears throat> and you don't have to discard your energy when you do it. Okay. I, I, man, you are, you're, you're touching on a deck I'm working right now, but we'll leave it there. I got to say though, like you don't lose either way. Because you said right from the get-go, your only intention with this deck is, sure, you win 30, you win 40% of your wins, yeah. your games. But you win all of them because you've effectively pissed off your opponent. Oh, yeah, you pissed off everyone on the other end. <clears throat> yeah. If they stick it out, then those people got some tenacity because, really, like, every game is long as hell. It's mm -hmm. arduous. They lose all their energy. Like, most people will just quit. Especially on the ladder, I'm sure. Right, on the ladder, especially where there's no commitment. I would never take this into a tournament, probably. Maybe you should do it for like one of the tournament tickets ones. I mean, not, not like yeah. an actual <laughs> one, but like something where people relatively are committed to playing the game out. Yeah. And just do it. That that would be pretty hilarious. I wonder how well you would do there. Um, I wonder, have you played a Victini yet? Victini VMAX? Because that's a relatively yeah. low energy and you're weak to it. <laughs> I so. have not played it. I, I haven't, but I will say this. Victini would have very little way around it. Yeah, they don't play a lot of Switch. Because, yeah, there's... What I'm thinking is just mm. they have to manually attach everything. That's like their main... Unless they set up two of them. Like, mm -hmm. if they get to go second and pull off that attack where they get the energy in the discard and then grab them onto the bench. Mm -hmm. If they get two of them set up, I suppose they'd be okay. But... I don't know, man, because they also play some special energy sometimes, and you can grab them with uh, the fan. You're easily going to get them with Clefable. It would be harder because their attacks usually only take two to begin with, so that's not super hard to get out of. It's not like a three energy attack. Well, and then there's the one Victini VMAX that does 10 and 50 more if your Pokemon is a V. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't hit the Flapple attack or right. they manage the switch, they're hitting you for... 120 damage for one energy, so they only... Exactly. Yeah, so. Right. So they're getting they're getting some big... A big attack off. I, again, the point here is not to win necessarily, yeah. especially not to win against weakness. Come on, let's be honest. If that weakness <laughs> match comes up, you're probably just like, "Fuck it, I'm not even playing this." But in all those other matchups, you get to be a dick just for fun. Like if you're in that mood where you want to play a deck, is your you have that fine taste, mm -hmm. a reserved taste for decks where sometimes you don't need to win. You want to? Do you turn on the trollololo song? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, yeah, like the yeah. Russian singer. You just have that going on loop in the background. Yeah, I get you, man. That's it. Sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta play decks for fun. Because at the end of the day, this game is about having fun. And sometimes being the biggest fucking asshole <laughs> is kind of fun. <laughs> That's our lesson for today, kids. <laughs> Let's bring it back with some old cards. Do we have the music? I we? think we do. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs>
All right, man. <laughs> you didn't know we had music for that, did you? I'm thir- I mean, this is this is a first that you've you know put in, put forth the effort and actually prepared some music for the <laughs> yeah. episode. All right, man. <clears throat> Today we're talking about our favorite girl. No, I'm not talking about Green's exploration or even Mina. Oh man, I thought you were talking about at first. I was like Mina, man. No, I'm talking about this, the girl that had a heart before Mina. Mm. Do you have any ideas? I know you see the card. <laughs> I can see it on the... I if I it. had... If you wouldn't have told me, mm-hmm. my mind would have went Greens, Mina, Acerola. Acerola. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got a nice image up here on the computer. Now, this is like, on average, between two and $300 right now, this card. For the, the full art? Yeah. You're fucking serious? I think so. I mean, I didn't do like... Damn. <clears throat> when I was looking for the image and a whole bunch of like eBay prices. And yeah. Yes, eBay. But there was multiple, like so many yeah. of these. So... I mean, she's kind of a emo looking girl. Yeah. And, you know. Got that going on. Those waifu, man. Do you remember what Acerola did? Acerola, right? Let you just take a Pokemon off the field. If there was damage on it. Yeah. Just it's put it's it, a damage. Yeah. Put that Pokemon in all cards into your hand. And was all it cards really all them. cards? I thought we had to discard when we used Acerola. Zoom, zoom in on let me, her. Let me zoom. I'm pretty sure we had the discard. Oh, fuck. No, we didn't even. Okay, that's why we really liked it. That's why we really liked her. Yeah. So we haven't played with her. I think it's been two rotations now. Yeah. Those are the early Gardevoir yeah. Sylveon decks. And that's what we played it with. And yeah. It was like, it was kind of like, um, what the hell card is there now where we get to, we get to heal all damage? From Cheryl. Two. It was like a Cheryl, a little bit different. Um, because at least you got your resources back. So if you had, you know, some kind of energy acceleration set forth, or hell, with Sylvian Gardevoir, you just moved your energy where you wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, you kind of got to just float around the energy. You could just pretty much have no reason, there was no repercussions for just healing all your, now you got to get rid of your energy. There yeah. has to be like energy, or not energy on it, but it's kind of hard to move it. So like, Cheryl's close replacement, but where would you think Acerola would be like a good application now? anywhere yeah <laughs> it's hard to like even <clears throat> say like acerola anytime because most v maxes are never knocked out in one shot mm-hmm. it literally means that you could always play an acerola and as long could... as you have an engine to set up energy onto another pokemon as an attacker you could be cycling between these two and what's also great about acerola is even if you don't move the energy around or you, you can't you can always free up space on your bench mm-hmm you know, you get rid of the resources, you get rid of a liability. Sure, you can heal something, and that's very yeah. valuable, but maybe you want the bench space. Maybe you need to play a Crobat or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, um, and it's never been, you know, with Crobat. Well, too bad I didn't, like, We I think we said it when we missed, like, cards. I mm-hmm. think we've, you know, it's not the first time we brought up Acerola. But guess what? Pokemon has done us a favor. Yeah, I know what you're going to say, too, because I just heard about this card this oh, morning. Oh, you did? I did. So go ahead. Okay. Talk to me about it, because I heard it this morning, and I got instantly excited. I know Especially I did. the way that it works. Uh, yeah, it yeah, makes me yeah, even yeah, more excited. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sharon's Care from Brilliant Star or whatever the hell yeah. the name of this is. Some very far into the future set. Like January. Yeah. Who gives a shit? All right, so I was kind of like, I don't know how it came up. I was just trying to find some Rogue Radar cards, and this is a couple sets away, but it reads the exact same way, and if you want to zoom it up so I don't fuck it up. And man, I thought about you as soon as I saw this. (laughs) Put one of your colorless Pokemon, it's not any Pokemon, that has any damage counters on it and all attached cards into your hand. Yep. Are you getting a little excited over there? I was, man. I heard it, and I was like, Togekiss. Togekiss all the way. Togekiss is going to go back into my hand, so a fresh Togekiss can attack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not going to lose it. So unlike Cheryl, which I currently play in my one-up, and I've seen, and we had someone play a Togekiss deck in that last tournament. I don't know if they were a listener or not, but someone else played a Togekiss deck that almost identical to my list. And they removed the Cheryl. Mm-hmm. And I do think Cheryl is a pivotal card to winning matchups. And this is even better than the Cheryl. Because now you get to take the Togekiss back and not lose the energy. So you can put the energy that you usually would lose onto yeah. your new Togekiss. For sure. just And then instantly yeah. you're good to go. And especially now that there's like that new double twin energy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that makes a- your attacks a little less, which kind of sucks. But, you know, I think the math can still work out. Mm-hmm. For sure. Maybe not even in to- It doesn't have to be Togekiss. It could be yeah. something else. Yeah, it's going to work. But again, it has to be with a colorless Pokemon. Yeah. So as we think about them, there's some pretty tanky colorless Pokemon, though, that we could be pulling up. We could be pulling up Blissey, which we've talked about yep. before. 
There's Fucking a- dub wool. Dub wool with a cape of toughness, remember, takes 290 yep. to knock out dub wool with cape of toughness, or 280, I think. And it gets stronger and stronger. As the game goes on, and you can pick them up. There's a new Dodrio V coming out that I don't totally recall all the numbers on it, but it seemed to be some pretty damn relevant math. Yeah. Especially with the 20 taken down on it. So there's a lot of, you know, just crazy cards. I think I'm really excited to see it back. I'm I'm really, you know, just disappointed though that it's not not Acerola. Yeah. Hell, I wish they would have just said Acerola's care. Yeah. If it could have been, well then they would have had to just done like Psychic Acerola Pokemon. Back, right. But, I mean Acerola, man, that would have just that would have been printing money for Pokemon. Yeah. They missed their opportunity. So just print print the girls. Because Sharon's been a shit card in the past. I think uh, it was I've like never, I've never heard of Sharon. I, so think I don't it, I don't have any history and know about Sharon. I, I think it was a draw three card. Okay. Maybe, maybe that was Tino. It's too close to, to Cheryl is what bothers me because yeah. we already have a card that heals. And we got Cheryl and now we got Sharon. Sharon and Cheryl. But judging off of that art in the background, I think he's from the black and white games, which would have been like Tino. And oh, okay. Even maybe, uh, maybe Shauna. I don't know. But bleh. so terrible, terrible character selection, but we're glad <laughs> to see it back. I'm so excited to see what it, you know, how you play it with Dark Burbs. And I think it's going to be another colorless deck. So I think we're going to yeah. actually see an advantage to like, color, to like some we're going to see a colorless decks, archetype. Yeah. So very right, cool. Man. Well, let's get into some TCG terminology. Where's the TV? Now, everybody, open your To Kill a Mockingbirds to page one. Good. Now, who can tell me why Jem cries when the hole in the tree is filled with cement? Because she's a crybaby? <laughs> Get out. We're here to learn. Okay, man. Bringing this segment back a little bit, just talking about a couple more terms, you know, we hear in the game that we, I know we have a lot of new players mm-hmm. in this. We have, you know, some people getting into the game and, you know, it can be confusing at first when you hear some of these phrases. And we've talked about a lot in the past, but these are just a few we haven't talked about. All right, man, what you got here? So first I got disruption. Disruption. And we've said this word a lot. We have. So what, does never... dis- what does disruption mean to you? I mean, disruption is... You know, you want to you want to disrupt. You know, like you disrupt somebody's sleep. You're kind of you're being a turd. <laughs> you're you're putting you're mildly inconveniencing, or the severity of the inconvenience yeah. can vary. But ultimately, you're setting your opponent back. Hopefully, a turn. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and I would think the same thing. It should affect them in a way that hopefully stops them for a turn, kind of stalls them out, or makes it difficult for them to play. Make their preferable action. Right, so when I'm thinking of disruption, we're talking about, for these new players out there, cards like Crushing Hammer, cards like Fan of Waves, cards like the Clefable I talked about, or the Flapple. That whole deck is built on disruption, and that's energy disruption. We're taking away their energy so they can't do the attacks, which stops them from playing the game. You also have Hand Disruption, right. um, Marnie, Marnie, we talked about, where you make them essentially shovel in their entire hand and draw four. Right, and we have some ability disruption, which we've talked about, like Galarian Weezing, right? Mm-hmm. Where if it's in the active, your opponent's Pokemon have yep. no abilities. Turns off all the Inteleon, stops them searching their deck. Yep, and you can even target uh, certain features of it, of the card game, like VMAX Pokemon. You can mm-hmm. disrupt them in that. It's more of a stall. Path to the peak. More some of a of stall, but... Just shutting yeah. down abilities, so yeah. Bunch of different things that you could do to disrupt. So when you hear that word... You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not. We did not. No, we did not. (laughs) But if someone's disrupting you, they're just being a turd. (laughs) What you got next, dude? Okay. Next is marked cards. Have you heard marked cards before? Like you're cheating? Yeah. Is that, is that? That's a thing. I don't know if everyone knew. I didn't know what a marked card was when I started, what it actually meant in terms of playing. And as we approach real life play, I think it's important for people to know what a marked card is because they may accidentally have a marked card okay. and with, without the intention of cheating. So when we're playing in real life, you have to have sleeves and your sleeves have to be pretty new. The reason our sleeves have to be pretty new because if a corner is damaged, bent in any way, it can be considered a marked card to give you information about what card is coming next in your deck. So if someone would ever to call a judge or something on you and say, hey, they have a marked card. Yeah. 
I mean, I play with, you know, all my, I have a really older set of sleeves that maybe I want to enter an event, but like all the corners are bent universally. Yeah. So maybe you want to, you're maybe you, the card, the sleeves are split. Certainly that's definitely an indication or. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it actually does say in the rules that your sleeves cannot be damaged. Okay. Like it, it is, it's just, especially if you're looking at these bigger events coming, because there are going to be dicks out there who maybe they're losing the game. Mm-hmm. So they're going to pull that shit out yeah. and be like, this person's sleeves are marked. Because if they all are marked, someone could still say there's slight imperfections in the markings. Mm-hmm. You know, they could try to to play it to their advantage and be like that. You marked this one this way. You marked this one this way. Certainly. So you could uh, memorize it. And when you go to large events, they do what are called deck checks, random deck right. checks. How maybe they even do them at small events, depending on your judge. Or they essentially look at your deck. Maybe they, they make sure you're playing the, your correct deck list that you enter the event with. But also, they take a look at your sleeves. Right. So. And a lot of times when you buy sleeves, they do come with 100 in a pack, yeah. which means you have 40 extra sleeves that you should probably have with you if you're going to anything serious that isn't just a casual play. You want to have some extra sleeves with you in case something gets... Because in the match, it might get you know yeah. a little ding that's a little more than a little, enough that you can notice it, and you're going to want to swap it out after that match. Or yep. you could buy three packs of those hundreds, and then you have... You essentially the for you for you you get you get one you get one deck free you get one deck three packs of a hundred so yeah. you get three hundred that's five decks you get, yes yes that's yes. two decks free buy three yep. get two free yep 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 <laughs> but then you have no leftover sleeves and say fuck it to the fuck it to having spare sleeves <laughs> so yeah, there you, you go it. this is <laughs> money matters with Austin how to save money <laughs> on your card sleeves okay last word I got here. Hear this all the time. Top deck. Top deck. If you've played card games, it's not new. Mm-hmm. If you've never played a card game, when I first started playing, like I never played trading card games like this. Mm-hmm. And then hearing the word top deck, I was like, what do you mean top deck? Oh, so top deck is literally, you could say, the top card of your deck. But yeah. no, that's not it. Usually this is a scenario base where you have been played down to nothing. Say you have no cards in your hand. Mm-hmm. And you literally are relying on your top deck. Or, right. Yeah. I would go on to expand a little more and say that you don't have to be down to nothing, but you either have to be down to nothing or the top deck is the only savior to win a turn. So let's say we're down to a small amount of cards in deck. I might have four in my hand, but let's say I don't have a supporter, but there's like five cards in deck and one is boss, Mm -hmm. right? And you know it's there. The top deck, you could say, okay, this top deck matters. Yeah. Win Win or lose is based on this top deck. I get an energy on this top deck. I win the game. People also use it as a verb. Oh yeah, how? Yeah. Like they'll be like, oh, I guess would this be correct? Like top, I'm 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 top decking that, or like they're speaking hypothetically yeah. into the future. Maybe that wouldn't be a verb. I'm not, yeah, I'm not too keen. You're not an English teacher either, so we'll I'm just not, we'll just no. we'll just nod our heads and say yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah, top deck, top deck. There you go. You heard it here, <laughs> <laughs> but you heard it somewhere else before this. <laughs> That's enough for TCG terminology this week. Let's get into some. Would you like to battle? This segment, we always get real tense because whoever is about to present this segment yeah. turns the you know the computer towards them uh-huh. because they've prepared a script. Oh, yeah. This is the only time, guys, we prepare anything. Yeah. It's so, like substantial. Like we prepare some bullets, but when the person prepares for would you like to battle, this is like a fucking essay, like a high school essay. It takes a lot of time. Not a lot of time, <laughs> but a lot of like effort. You want to get this right. Yeah, yeah. So okay, let's roll ahead. into okay, it. Okay, I'm listening. This All is right. like a, a snap. Got to get some kind of character. There we go. Today, we are going to talk about a type of Pokemon trainer who is often spotted wearing wrinkled clothes and having oily hair. <laughs> While I'm sure they partake in appropriate hygiene practices at home, though, they probably didn't sleep at home last night as they stayed in their car after driving out of state because they had just left an event feeling high and mighty because they had to taken first in the 12-person event. <laughs> somewhere out in bumfuck nowhere. Now they are here to dominate your local league challenge and assert their dominance onto your or their superiority over your ass. Today we are talking about the world's contender. It's about the grind, bitches. 
fuck actually performing well at a reputable event when you can just slide into slide on in with excessive miles on your vehicle. <laughs> you know, things will just go your way come time for worlds. I mean, hey, after all, you did make day two that one time. <laughs> You're speaking to so many people with this. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we have no one listening to this. <laughs> right, this is where everyone's like, fuck those guys. Fuck, poke me out. <laughs> I wonder if maybe... <laughs> I mean, we had a conversation about this, right? Because I was like, I wouldn't want to go to Worlds unless I had won significant things before it to get there. And to me personally, winning a bunch of league challenges is not significant. It's fucking jump change, man. It's jump change, right? Yeah. There is totally people out there every weekend going to multiple mm-hmm. small league challenges traveling hours to do them so they can get what 10 15 points for a win versus yeah. like even winning a big cup like a cup with 70 people or so i think maybe gets you like 50 or so points a regional it. gets you like hundreds of points it's almost enough to get an invite an invite if you do well like top four or whatever. if you win it though like yeah. if you win the regional i think i heard on another podcast maybe i'm wrong but it's something like 400 it's like really close mm-hmm. if you can get first out of regional disclaimer we have never gotten close to i mean you, yeah you know like but we've also never really competed heavily in regionals in the past yeah, we, we've gotten competitive more so now after the pandemic like we would go play at a regional you know yeah 75 percent of the yeah. time make day two and call it a day you know yeah right but now it's like i, I feel like now we could do better but we're not going to get into that we'll go into just the fact that What's with these people, man? How do you get the free time to do this? I know. Is it and is it really worth it? Um, and I'm not like if your dreams and aspirations are to go to worlds, you know. Listen here. And this is I mean, I said it in the description, but don't you can't just sit there and grind and beat up on the fucking local events and not perform well. You have to go to a regional to kind of gauge where you're at, really. Yeah. And not even a regional, but hell maybe even nationals. Yeah. So, and you have to gauge where you're at because if you're not making at least day two and not even day two is not the yeah. hardest thing to do. I think of it now, like day two, 200 some people sometimes make it to day two at these bigger regionals. Yeah. That's like, you got to be in the top like 30%. Which is like a four and three record, four and four record. Yeah. yeah. Compare that to limitless tournaments, the big limitless tournaments happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like those are more, I feel like the competition there is actually harder because you might get 200 plus people and only 30 or 16 yeah. make it to the make it to the end. So, I don't know, man. I feel like you got to be why travel all the way overseas for a worlds if you can't possibly do it? If you're not going to remotely perform well. Yeah. I guess if you just love playing, but you could play against people everywhere. And if you can conveniently, and by conveniently, yeah. I mean within 3 hours catch a couple of events Fucking do it. That's awesome. Yeah. We do it. That's that's exactly. it makes for an awesome road trip, makes for a good time. But goddamn, I've heard people, you see them come through, or they've drove, we're in Memphis, Tennessee, and they've driven driven from like Dallas. Yeah. Doing, you know, sometimes they drive from Dallas just to come catch an event or two for 30 points. Yeah. There's I can't the, I can't imagine that. I could see myself going five, six hour drive, maybe for a regional, mm-hmm. but I had to turn it into a weekend. Like if it was us going, we're just hanging out, you know. It's, it's maybe go do some sightseeing or some other stuff around, yeah. but I couldn't just like these people that grind to do a 12 person tournament for like, and just like I said, a bum fuck little city. That's and they'll not, say, they'll not talk a, about it too, though. I've heard these people say like, oh, no one good's going to be at this tournament. So let's drive here. Yeah. What's what I've seen people, you know, skip out on, on events in Memphis, go yeah. well up into Missouri, yeah. about three and a half hours away to catch the same amount of points as if they would have yeah. won in Memphis. Right. Leave their own town because the competition Is was it? too high here. So they have to drive somewhere else to try to win some points. Now, granted, Memphis has a, there's some good players. Yeah. You know, definitely. So um, that's all I'm talking about, man. <laughs> the world's contender. Maybe world's contender is not, you know, the world's pretender. The <laughs> world's pretender. I like that. World's contender or world's pretender. Who are you? <laughs> well, tell us what you think about it, guys. Would you drive six hours, three hours to go play in a 12-person tournament if you thought you could win it? Would you put in the work to win your local 60-70-person cup? I don't know, man. I certainly do not. But 
I think I've, I've always wanted to do this real quick. So we're let's let's we're done with this segment. Yeah, I want to do a little story time real quick, man. Okay. I, I'm just like I want to I want to give the audience a little bit story of how like story I think we really became Austin. friends. <laughs> and so I just had my daughter. She was maybe like two months old. My wife had my daughter. I didn't have my daughter, but my my daughter was like two months old. And you're like, hey man, there's like this little thing where we can play in Kentucky, and then we could go over to Nashville. And we could stay in Kentucky. And I'm like, hell yeah. But there's no way in hell my wife's going to let me do it. <laughs> and so I just asked her. She was like, yeah, sure. You just asked her and she just said, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, sure. So we had a great time. Mm-hmm. I'll spare him the details. Nick had a Chinese buffet <laughs> after having been on keto for years. It didn't go well. And we, you know, we played in our event. We played like two events in Kentucky. You know, I won the second little event. Like it was like eight people, so. Uh, and then we went back to the hotel room and we played um, a few. This is when Short and Shield Base Set was about to come out, and we played. We had pers- proxied those decks, preparing for you. Yeah. yeah, and we stayed up pretty late playing proxy decks. Then we got up and went to Nashville. And how'd you do there? That was a was large like, event. I was like third or something out of seventy some. Cup, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. I had to I had to bail on you and catch a ride with someone yeah. else. But um, I just wanted to. I'm just reminiscing about that. I think I you left out me vomiting in the in the toilet in the hotel. I said the, it didn't go. I didn't go. I said it didn't go well. I'll tell no, th- my reaction to it though. Okay, we're, we're okay. Right. that again. is a good tell part the of the story. story man. Okay. Tell the story. So like, obviously we're friends at this point, but like we had only played, you know, hung out at a couple times. I'd never been to your house or anything. Like we'd meet up at a card shop to play, and you're like, we're playing cards, and you're like, oh man, I think I'm gonna throw up. And you go, you put your hand over your mouth and go, and I'm like, well, I'm like, well, go to the bathroom, man. You're like, no, no, I'm good. And we play cards for about five more minutes, maybe, maybe even 10. And you're like, oh yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) And you just go to the bathroom and you're just (laughs) fucking losing everything, man. I think you even lost lunch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was awful sounding. And you come all out and you're like, all right, man. Um, You're like... My turn? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting there like, dude, like I've never, you were violently throwing up. So, little story time with Nick and Austin. So yeah, when you're playing Pokemon all day sitting down, don't go to a Chinese buffet, especially when you don't eat carbs, mm-hmm. and just fucking pig out on like eight plates of food. It was good. It was good food, but man, I, hope, I didn't get to keep it. I would, I, I would do that again tomorrow if we could go up there, man. Would you vomit? Oh man! Oh. You, you would you would make the commitment to eat like that much food? I ate just as much as you, but I mean, I was uh, <laughs> I was trained for it, man. I wasn't on, I wasn't on keto, you know. You so, were ready, yeah, I'm for that Chinese buffet. Okay, ready. let's get into some. Don't be a dick. Welcome everybody to the Don't Be a Dick segment. We talk about all the ways you can avoid pissing off your opponent when playing Pokemon. So before you go and blame your loss on a boss's orders or a bad hand, remember, don't be a dick. Took everything in my being not to just blurt out you fucking hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> right, because my deck is totally a dick deck. But I admitted that the purpose of my deck was to be a dick. So no one you... here is saying that everyone can't be a dick. You have to have a controlled amount of dick. No. <laughs> no. We're not going to get on this dick talk again. Okay, well, don't the dick talk. We, got, we, we can't even call this don't be a dick anymore because we just get on the dick talk every time. <laughs> okay. Moving on. So my encounter I had the other day playing some uh, my local league and uh, I'm playing him with Dark Burbs. He's playing Zacy and Zamazenta and our our, de- our game basically progressed as he went first, did Intrepid Sword, got an energy or two energies attached. Right? So then I go and I get uh, Crushing Hammer to get rid of one. So then I'm starting to set up. It's not great. It's not looking good for me in this match, by the way, because this is a really hard match for Dark Burbs against mm-hmm. Zacian Zamazenta because I can't attack him with Togekiss VMAX. But anyways, he's got one energy on now. So he does Intrepid Sword, 
again, and he doesn't hit any energy now. So then I respond by playing a crushing hammer, hitting heads again. Now he's down to zero energy. And then I play Marnie. Now he's down to four cards. Then I attack him, you know, just for not a lot, just like 120 damage. And I search my deck and I grab another crushing hammer and a fan of waves, just in case this dude was playing a coding energy. Okay. So next turn, fucking plays a coding energy. Oh, you're like, you're like, because <laughs> <laughs> so, most of the time people in like the limitless tournaments don't play him. But this yeah. dude locally was playing some coding because he was worried about the potential Victini. So I fan of waves it. He doesn't drop its sword. He doesn't hit any energy. I play Marnie again next turn. He's back down to four cards. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, I still haven't knocked out a Pokemon. I've, I've like attacked him, but he has like a cave of toughness and shit. But he's got no energy on. So you're having the three shot him. I'm having the three shot it. But then so he still had nothing. So then finally, he gets an energy and attaches it. I play Tool Scrapper. The cave of toughness goes away and it's knocked out. <laughs> And the dude just fucking throws his cards at the table, gets up, and just walks off going, dude, it's done. You won. He's like, he goes, I'm not even going to bother playing because it's going to take me two more turns before I can even potentially attack. And I just, I'm not even going to do that. And it just walks off and leaves his cards on the table. Dude, you could have easily swiped yourself like a Zamazenta. Yeah, like tons of shit. It could have happened. And he actually had a Zamazenta on the bench, mm-hmm. but... He was just so frustrated by things not going his way instantly, you know, going like energy, intrepid sword for an energy attack next turn. Mm -hmm. The fact that that didn't happen to him, it's like, dude, Marnie exists. That's what happens. Yeah. Like you go down to four cards, shit happens. He didn't really. He could have still won. Like he could have still did something, but he was just so mad. And at this point, yeah, it's like, well, I have one gone and I put damage on something else. But like... Don't throw your fucking cards on the table. And walk away from the table. Like, just leave him and walk away. He came back for them eventually. But, yeah. like, he just walked off. It's like he needed to to go cool off and leave the situation. And I'm not, like, being a dick about it. I'm just like, I was like, I got heads, you know? And he's like, oh, another heads. And I'm like, well, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Yep. You know, it's like my response <laughs> to everything with hammers. Like, well, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, man, that's that was it. That this guy my... didn't really seem like a good player because the reason why he plays Zamazenta is just to stop VMAX Pokemon. You yeah. would have had to have... He did, of course, there's no way in hell he knew what your deck was unless he listened to the show. No. no. But yeah. you, so you, he, he could have essentially forced you to play Moltres. And mm-hmm. even then, Zacian is a huge threat to your Moltres. Yeah, absolutely. You were, I mean, even with that knockout, sure, you had favorable turns, but you still were not in the clear. Maybe like not it was like all. 60% in and your like, favor, 40 I'm him. getting my Drizzles kind of going at this point. So yeah. like once you get them set up and you're just dropping nonstop twos, it's really hard oh, yeah. for that match. That's kind of how you win the Zacian Zamazenta match is that like you got to get, if you get three Inteleon out, man, that's fucking hard for them. Because you can start attacking with regular Togekiss V, you can use Moltres and you can drop six damage every turn. But no, there was no guarantee. He was just like, he wasn't wrong in stating it would take him two more turns to attack. But he didn't like that it would take him two more turns to attack. So this was not, was this last weekend or the weekend before? Uh, I think it was the weekend before. Weekend before, yeah, yeah. Did you play this week or last weekend? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he there? He was not. He He didn't even come back for it, no. Didn't even come back then. He was just, I don't know, man. Here we are. We're trying to build a community of Pokemon players, and you are keeping I'm people. fucking scaring him away, dude. <laughs> with, some, with some you kind chubby of, burbs. I hardly show up to the local events because um, it's a little bit more. Then, then we'd have no one left to play if you showed up. They'd be like, oh, this fucking asshole's here. <laughs> no one would show up again. I mean, You just tell them off, man, right to their face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's well when they're being a dick. So I would, I would, I would definitely, um, I'm a, I'm an asshole. When I, if I saw that guy behaving there, yeah. like I would slowly like entice him, not to the point to where he'd like want to punch me, but just to where like he just got so frustrated that he wouldn't show up for three or four weeks. Of course, yeah. we don't know how long you scared him off for, but we'll see. Time will tell. Maybe you just broke him. He's never, Maybe. he's never playing again. I hope so. I think you're, <laughs> so you're the dick here because you're, you're, I'm not 
I was so respectful, man. I'm just like, okay, I'm playing the Marty. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. Do you really talk like? Tell them how you talk when you're playing. I talk like a dick to you, not to other people. No, I, I know you don't. Say say how you play Marnie. Do you really whisper at all nice and soft like that? I just go, okay, Marnie. That's it. I just state it and move on, dude. Okay, Marnie. I try to be like a fucking robot when okay. I'm playing. Like I, I try to have no emotion at all, no attachment to anything. Most of the time, I'll just get my cards, I'll just set them down on the table, and I'll just twiddle my thumbs like this. I'll just sit here mm-hmm. and I'm just like... I'll be looking off to the side some. Like, I try not even to look at them. Yeah, trying to do some math. Yeah, I'm just sitting here, like, kind of daydreaming, looking off to the side while they're playing. I I try to pretend like I'm not at all paying attention to what they're doing. That's what I do. That's your tactic. That's, that's your, my that's tactic. That's face. Tactic, like, I don't give a shit about what's happening because everything I need to happen is already happening. <laughs> that's, that's my tactic. I control the game already. Like, like I'm, I'm losing so bad, and I'm just like, I won. Yeah, I'm just. That's what I try to do, man. Do you ever like make periodic like eye contact, like just like of confidence? So you're just like, if they're if they're taking too long, yeah, and like just fucking around, I'll be like, you need to play something, dude. You're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you say you need to. Well, you could be like, hey, you you need to make an action. You need no, to, so, yeah. no, you need to play something. This happened this last week at that little tournament thing I, yeah. like someone just kept fucking around not doing anything i was like you need to play something yeah. they're like oh, i can't do this can't do that and then at one point they're like i'll just they were like well i got I, I can't win i can't win they're acting like they're gonna flip it over mm-hmm. and they flip their deck over but then then they were like actually you know what? i just realized you have four prizes so i'm gonna play it i'm like well you flip your deck over and they're like yeah but i, I had played the uh, shady dealings it's like you played shady dealings over a minute and a half ago there was no judges there, I'm sure. No judges, no. So I was like, whatever, dude. I, I already knew I'd won it. Like, mm-hmm. I had every possible thing in hand. Say, so hurry like, up so I can beat you. Yeah, just fucking go your turn so I can win. Like, <laughs> I want to drink my coffee and check my fucking Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm no, enough of me being a dick. This was about him, not me. It's easily turned around on you, man. Oh, dude, I can't help it. I try to I try to change it up by being a good person to outweigh the amount of dick things I do. That's why I teach children, <laughs> or else I'd just be a shitty person. You're you're treading the line, man. <laughs> Let's, Let's do some real great art. What's what's new? <laughs> All right, man. So this one's awesome. We have some fan involvement that we'll talk about later. And he did some research and he, you know, he's come up with a good theory. But before we do that, I was doing my own research and I'm just going to touch on it. And I'm so excited because this is so similar to the Flapple V that you were talking about. And just a little interesting tech card that I thought would be so great going second. Mm -hmm. And it's coming up with, um, what what the hell is that set called? Fusion Strike. Okay, so pretty new. It's Mile Wow. Basic Pokemon, don't know the HP. I think it's like 70 or 90. It's pretty insignificant. It's going to get knocked out. But what's so cool is for one psychic energy, it has an ability or has an attack called Chomp Chomp Hold. It does 30 damage, and during your opponent's next turn, the defending Pokemon is retreat is because it becomes one more colorless energy. And its attack cost becomes one more colorless energy more. That's pretty cool. Just a simple little, you yeah. know... Fucking, you know, if you need to buy some time, because that essentially requires, like you mentioned, it's not as powerful as Flapple V, but it is only a one prizer. Yeah. It's easily searched out with... It also hits the retreat, too, to make it harder to, yeah. to retreat, so that's cool. Easily searched out with Fog Crystal. Mm-hmm. Maybe 30 damage is all you need for the perfect math or whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. So if you're playing a Psychic-based deck and you have Fog Crystals, this may be a good inclusion, like a good one of, to buy mm-hmm. you that turn if you get stuck going second. Yeah. As simple as that. I'm not going to... It hasn't... I think that's it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. even have another attack. So that's it, man. Malwile V from... I, I'm going to, you know, get a little playset. Maybe just even one or two and just include it in the psychic deck if I feel it becomes relevant. Yeah. All right, man. Now, what I'm really excited to talk about. And so we had... I didn't write down where he's from, but he's from Australia. Yeah. Small, small, small town in Australia. Rack Molman. This is his Facebook name. That's not his real name. No. Sounds like a stage name. Sounds like he could be famous. He, he looked pretty famous. Yeah. <laughs> Had some pretty cool profile pictures. <laughs> okay. What? Orphic Wrath? Is that that last one? That's his P. 
that's his uh that's his Pokemon alias. Orphic Wraith. Or Orphic Wraith. But his real name is Jack Hallman. And like we said, he's from Australia. And he was shooting us some messages. I know he started out talking to you, and I do what I always do, man. I'm jump into t- our conversations. I jump into your conversations because you're busy, you man. Introduce yourself when you jump into the conversations. He thought you know who the fuck's talking to. I do too. I did <laughs> I did with him. I signed to Austin at the end of it. Oh, did you? Oh, okay, I didn't see it. I was like, I was so confused because I was like, wait. I, I don't know. To respond to this message. I didn't get a chance to yet. What do you think, Jack? What do you think, Jack? Did I? He'll let us know. Well, he'll let us know. He'll was it confusing? Th- I didn't know who. I couldn't even keep track of the messages then. I was like, whatever. Okay. Anyway. Austin stole my conversation. Is that how you feel? No, all right. All so Rack Mullman, Jack Hallman, Orphic Wraith. He says, yo, have you have you seen the Butterfree from Fusion Strike? And I, and I thought, no, I haven't. Yes, I have. You have. Yeah. He says, I think it could be pretty nasty if you play it with Caterpie and Metapod from Rebel Clash, as well as the Salazzle from Battle Styles. While I instantly recognized the Metapod and the Caterpie from Rebel Clash mm-hmm. has adaptive evolution, yeah, yeah. and it essentially allows you to go all the way to the top. If you yeah, play yeah, it, yeah. you can evolve it right away. It's fucking awesome. The problem was is there's never been a, re- a good enough Butterfree to justify playing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome. Okay. So basically, you're getting all the way up to the Butterfree. Yeah. You want to scroll down? Or no, actually, I have it right here. So we're talking about Butterfree, a stage two Pokemon from Mm -hmm. Fusion Strike. It's a grass, as we all know. has 120 HP and has, for a grass and a colorless, has an attack called Gust that does 90 damage. Woohoo, whatever. But it has an ability called Tricolor Scales. And it reads, when you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may leave your opponent's active Pokemon burned, confused, and poisoned. Yeah, it's pretty freaking awesome. Pretty freaking awesome. And it messes so well. It's like they knew this Butterfree was coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. I think they designed. They, they're, they're several sets ahead, I'm sure. Like, they've mm-hmm. already got shit from 2023 planned out. Yeah. Well, anyway, as Jack suggested, he says, why not play it with the Salazzle from Yeah, I love Battle Salazzle, styles. man. Remember, that was one of my decks I had built, like, in real life. And yeah. would fucking play it all the time. Yeah, it was okay. I liked it. I mean, I, I won a lot of matches with it, like yeah. at locals and stuff. And so, what what's the name of the attack? It's a little too small. So, Salazzle, you have uh, derisive roasting mm-hmm. for a two colorless. Does ninety for each special condition? Yeah, affecting your opponent's Pokemon. So, yeah, yeah. with those three special conditions, you're hitting for two seventy. Leave it there. Okay, okay. So, I'll let I'll let you continue. Go ahead. So then I'm like, okay, cool, Jack. That's two hundred seventy damage. That's great. But as we said, that was like that just misses. Yeah. And I was like, all right, so you got to play Rocky Helmet. And like, I'm thinking of ways you got to buff the damage to get a 310. And then I'm like, wait, I'm a fucking idiot. Because then I realized, I realized what burn, poison, and poison does. I always know mm-hmm. what poison does. It does 10 every turn and doesn't go away unless they switch. Right. Well, burn does 20 more damage. Mm-hmm. And then if they flip heads, it goes away. If they flip tails in between turns, it stays there after they've taken the damage. Yeah. So let's say I've d- set up some scenarios where this is just. It's just fucking epic. So it does 270 damage, as we explained. You get you fire, you know, you get the butterfree evolved, and then you attack with the salazzle. 270 damage. Well, if you add 10 for the poison, you're at 280. If you add 20 for the burn, you're at 300. That mm-hmm. hits some V Max, but not most. Right. Yeah. Well, then I'm like, okay, cool. But now you're thinking this just puts an immense amount of pressure. Even though you didn't get the knockout, mm-hmm. they're gonna have to do they're either not they're gonna not be able to attack with that Pokemon. They're going to have to play, you know, Sharon's Care or yeah. or Cheryl or whatever. But then I was like, okay, cool. But what about Confusion? Do you know what Confusion does? Confusion, if they don't get a, if they flip to attack and mm-hmm. they don't get a heads, right? They're going to do 30 damage to themselves. Yes. So, so then they're at 330 damage. Yeah, and that's pretty much every more than, out. more than likely knocked out. Now I can say this, though. You could, we also have that stadium that if they switch, they take 20 damage. Yep. You could pair that stadium with this to force them that even if they switch to get out of the poison and burn, they knock themselves out. What's that one called? I'm not sure the the name Sp- of it. Spike Muth. Oh yeah, Spike Muth. Yep, that's it because it was played with Spirit Tomb. Yeah, Spike Muth Stadium. Put that out. That makes up your math too because they can't if they retreat, they're more than likely going to knock themselves out. Mm-hmm. And you could play a couple Zigzagoon as well as just some other one damage drops to guarantee the knockouts as well. Exactly. Also, so. so that's if they switch. Yeah. Or and then if they switch and don't attack, well, then what happens at that point? So they already have three hundred, like as we mentioned before. But then guess what? They're at least taking that poison again. So three hundred to ten. There's a yep. the majority of the V maxes. 
If they don't get rid of the burn, 330. Boom. Yeah. So Knock just, out. Yeah. For sure. And then, yeah, I mean, there's other ways to buff it too. So when I played Salazzo, I played a 2-2 line of Toxicroak yeah. to increase the poison damage by 20. Mm-hmm. So you could also just have one Toxicroak sitting on your deck to make that poison 30. We have to we have to look and see what the cards look like. You're gonna want to play scoop up net, mm-hmm. of course, because your <laughs> scoop up net's awesome because you get it right back away instantly. Oh, you mean the the butterfreeze and all yeah. that? Right, right. Because you could do the full evolution again. Exactly. Right? It's gonna be it's gonna be really good for that. But in terms of your salazzles, you just need a couple of them there. Mm-hmm. Just a couple saladits. Yeah. Couple saladits, and we are getting that double colorless energy for twenty less, which will come out eventually. Right, twenty less, but, but we if, don't need it. We have twin energy. But you have, oh, we have a twin right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, twin right, energy. Right, right. So twin energy. Sorry, I didn't mean. Yeah, yeah. That we one. already got the twin, but you're you not going to want the other it. one too. I maybe that goes only for no. Yeah, we no, could. It works here because it's not V. So you but, could have eight. But you could have eight guaranteeing it. Eight guaranteed energy because that was a problem that it had in the past was that you had to run the triple yeah. acceleration energies as well as the twins, or you had to do a blend with some fire and something else. But yeah, if you got eight energy that are double colorless energies, that's a pretty consistent deck. And Either you're knocking them out or you're putting a crazy amount of pressure. I don't think there's going to be room for like a zigzagoon. Maybe there will be to put the extra chip damage in there, like one zigzagoon. Who knows? We haven't played around with it. But I'm also thinking you want to play Piers because Piers instantly grabs that energy. Right, it can be any energy. Yeah, so you're going to be grabbing True. that double colorless because uh, we don't have Guzman Hollow anymore. But something else for the extra damage buff is we can play the. You got the gloves and all that shit. That's I don't. That's just like super. That's too situational. Yeah, vitality man, do an extra ten damage. Yeah, but I do think though, if you get to the ten, oh sorry, the eight double colorless energies, mm-hmm. it's not going to be hard to find them in the deck. They're yeah. going to come up pretty frequently even without having to rely yeah, on peers, peers just yeah. going in with like seven cards. Like, so typically in the past you'd use Bruno because yeah. you're going to get knocked out pretty often mm-hmm. and that will get you seven cards. Well, so well, here's what I'm saying with peers is you could play peers, grab the Zigzagoon, ping it, attack, knock out. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So if you have the room for it, this is a great idea, Jack. And I don't, maybe you've pieced it together. You kind of thought about it. Maybe yeah, other people I, are talking about it. I've been looking it, at but... the Butterfree since I saw it and instantly was like, okay, I'm going to play this with my Salazzo. Because mm-hmm. I love Salazzo. I stopped playing it when I lost Oracorio because Oracorio was my consistency card every time I got knocked out to guarantee I could set it up yeah, again. Cricketune doesn't cut it. Cricketune no, and beat. then losing the triple acceleration as well, putting me down to just like four. You know, twin energy and having to play some regular fire energy, it just wasn't cutting it, and especially losing Oracorio. But this definitely fills that gap. The dangerous thing with this deck is clearly going to be that if you go second, you're going to get fucking G-Max Rapid Flow. Like, there's so many matches that you're not going to be able to win going second. Going first is going to be, you're going to control this game. Yeah. Absolutely. But going second is going to be a little challenging. You're going to have to probably sacrifice something guaranteed. You're going to have to have a Pokemon saladed up that gets knocked out and yeah. then a one on the bench that you're setting up. For sure. And then, I mean, that's not that's not abnormal. And this is such a crazy amount of damage. And pretty, there's a lot of, um, what's the word I used? Synergy going on. Mm-hmm. But you're like I said, you're doing one prizers. So, yeah. I mean, you get GMAT's Rapid Flow. Hopefully you get enough pieces out on the board. But you need one, you need, at the end of the day, you need one Caterpie and one Salad in it to fuck them up. Yeah. So, and put that pressure on them. It's pretty cool, man. So I like it. Thanks, Jack. What do you think? I like it, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, the second yeah. I saw the Butterfree, I knew I planned, I was going to be building with it when it comes out. So, it's been on my radar, and now it's on Rogue Radar. Pokey Rogue Radar. <laughs> <laughs> but cool, man. Jack, I want to see what you build with it. I'll build with it. Play each other with it. Nick. <laughs> I think Beat me uh, with it. <laughs> I I think um, Fusion Strike might actually be available before when we do the event. On we'll have to oh, double check this, it. This is from Fusion Strike, right? It the is. Butterfree. Yeah. So this could even start being built at that point. Well, it's the, gonna be fucking overkill, but <laughs> yeah, it'd definitely be overkill. I don't know if you'd need it for for our event, but yeah, absolutely, that would be cool. Yeah, it'd be cool to see it. I love seeing people's ideas come to fruition, especially in um, our Pokey Rogue Invitational. Yeah, man. When's that coming up? I forgot the date. Scott, that's on the 18th, dude. On the 18th. And you guys heard the announcement. This is a single prize only event. There's going to be crazy shit that you guys come up with because Mm -hmm. right now we don't have like a lot of single prize decks in the meta that get to really play against the meta. So it's really hard to like test it. 
It's almost like this is like completely home brewed. People are going to come up with wild stuff because this meta is so contained. Yeah. Our single prize meta. I'm so I'm more excited just to see what everyone comes up with. I want to see somebody play Decidueye. And just because it wouldn't be good because it would be super vulnerable and they win. It still does 20 snipes. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I don't know. A couple 20s. I don't so, know. We'll see how it goes. Maybe but... we'll see some amazing rares. We've, yeah. we've been kind of brewing on it, but um, yeah, we're gonna, I'm actually, when you, you can edit all this video and stuff, I'll, I will personally, you don't seem to do it. I will personally put the link in the description of this video to the invitational yeah. page. Awesome, man. I can't wait to see what people come up with, but I think we have come to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. If you made it to the end of this episode, we greatly appreciate you. Please take a second to give us a five-star review and follow us on your podcast platform. Bookie Rogue wants to hear from you and build a community together. Reach out to us with your thoughts about Rogue decks, misplays, and how to avoid being a dick from playing Pokemon. Let's keep this conversation going. You can find us on Facebook at Pokey-Rogue-TCG or email us directly at PokeyRogueTCG23 at gmail.com or at PokeyRogueTCG on Instagram. And we also have another one. A Discord page, man. We're going to have to stop saying them at the end of the video. Discord page. You didn't do it last week. I'll do it this week. Link in the description. I'm glad I got you to do that. Man, I'm, I'm editing this at night before going to bed, usually at like midnight. I'm just like, get this episode out. And then in the morning, you go back and you're like, add the Discord, add the Instagram. But join the Discord. It's a great place to talk. We've it's got- a place that I will talk to you because most of the time I don't talk to people. Why? But I will talk to you on Discord. Austin won't talk on Discord because, yeah. <laughs> really? I will. You talk on there. You talk on there a lot. We prefer you come to Discord. Because yeah, then, Discord then, would be cool. It's easy for it's easy to communicate as a whole community. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And it, I'd love to we enter in some limitless tournaments. Let us know what you're doing. Let's talk to each other during the tournaments and just fucking hang out. For sure. We won't. You know, we won't ID each other. But um, <laughs> fucking Team Pokey Rogue or Team Rogue. I don't know. Right. Let us know how it's going for you. Have a good one, everyone. See ya.